All right. Well, it's Wednesday. I don't have shit for us. So it's uh, not Wednesday. What the hell are you on about? <laughs> Wait, is it really? No, <laughs> there's football going on right now. We don't play it's football on Sunday. Wednesday in the playoffs. Oh fuck! I can't tell if he legitimately did that to throw it off to start the show, or if that was just an honest <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Judging yeah, by him, it was honest. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was, judging that was by all him, real, like, boys. Covering himself up, like that was, that was all real. It, it was real. It's real. Ain't no Kardashian show over here. That was a real, buddy. <laughs> Fuck. All right, it's Sunday, <laughs> and uh, I still don't have shit for you. So just, just know that. So we'll we'll probably be in and out here pretty quick. Pause. And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. Will you please, will the audience please refrain from throwing snowballs? Go Bulldogs! Yale Bulldogs! Not so fast, Midget! Not so fast! You guys are all part of the Taliban, man. I mean, you're you're a part of Al-Qaeda. That is not what I thought. Is that not what you thought? Boy, let a naysayer know. Let a naysayer know. What's your reaction? You're watching the same game I am. You know, it's only January, but I'm already looking ahead to 2025 and what the uh, what the next Mike Leach quote that's going to be in here is going to be. Got to be candy corn or something like that, right? There's a lot of this. We'll yeah. Will we remember this in no. 11 months? No. No. <laughs> but. We won't have a new intro in 11 months because we'll have forgotten to, to make one by then. <laughs> you see, we only replace somebody. Somebody will be a little years. busy. Somebody's been a lot of busy. Yeah. Which is also why. Actually, I'm why we don't have a, <laughs> a top 25 tonight because I was doing other things and didn't get a chance. BJ sent it to me, uh, albeit, you know, little did I know at the time it would be with an hour to spare, but. I had other stuff to oh. do, so I always apologize for making you have to wait on it. But as as I told you, there, I said no, it's my fault. I don't know. <laughs> there, there's no but to... yet somehow on your show you said it's your fault. Yet it still feels like I'm getting the blame somehow, some way. No, <laughs> if you were, I would have said so. Oh, I know that's true. Exactly. By the way, are you uh, are you still feeling sad from the uh, the other day? You need to let it out, Tyler. No, I'm good. Actually, okay. I'm uh, I'm content for now. Um, I don't have anything negative to say about the the hire. I mean, I I like Sharon more, so like I'm okay with what's mm-hmm. happening. I just I know somebody that's not. He was all aboard the uh, the Brown train heading to Ann Arbor. Well, that that guy's looking for an out because he now doesn't have what he thought he had. So, yeah. Um, me on the other hand, no, I'm 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 fine with it. I, I like Sharon more. Like I said, it, the obvious thing is that um, now he's officially the head coach, which we didn't get <laughs> to on Wednesday. It was the assumption, but it's now official. 
Yeah. Uh, Jesse Mentor's leaving. He's going back to the NFL one way or the other, no matter where it is, whether it's with Jim or, or what I have you. I expected to be with Jim. I wouldn't be surprised, but I would. I also wouldn't be surprised if he explores the options elsewhere. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, so with that, there's a lot of things to consider uh, in my mind. Um, the biggest thing is that we are – We're expected to re- retain Ben Herbert, who who has been extremely big on the, on the kind of behind the scenes and and keeping this team fresh week in and week out. And I, I'm I'm super grateful for that. That's a big time retention, assuming we do it. The question that I have and want to be answered is, how does this team change? There's got to be a change somewhere. There has to be a change. And in my opinion, it needs to be in the way that we recruit and the way that we utilize wide receivers. Mm-hmm. We have solid guys. We don't have great guys, but we have solid guys. And if you can make plays with those solid guys and get bigger name players to want to come in, that is going to be a big deal. We had, I mean, we had Xavier Worthy committed he then flipped and went to Texas and that worked out really well for him. Not so well for us. I I would have liked to have had him. I I think that him on this team this year would have made this team that much better. Yeah. And it may not have taken to this year. It's a necessity. It's a necessity to get some wide receivers who are capable of making big plays. Now I know that Tyler Morris and Samaj Morgan can make plays, but I would like to see some more guys who can, who can do it as well. Now, what I didn't mention on Wednesday that I meant to, I, I made mention of uh, pre-scoring playing a lot at tight end. He is going to play a lot. I, I still believe that. But I, I didn't mention, and I think it may have been glossed over, the fact that Colson Loveland is returning. Yeah. Or should be returning. And it's assumed that he's going to. I think that – I think a good portion of these guys are going to return. Hi. Excuse me. Why are you sitting ah. at my desk? Goodness. What an appearance. It's okay. A wild Cali has appeared. What do you want? You want your ball? All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways. Um, we love a Cali appearance so on the show. Loveland's returning. I, it's just... This team is still solid. I, I'm not going to say good. They're, they're definitely going to take a step back. Not yeah. a huge step. I mean, I think I, it's going to be I, a, a medium step. Yeah, I think um, you'll. I think you'll see that reflected with our way too early top twenty-five. That's going to be dropping on on uh, on our next show. Uh, you know, the thing about it is, is, like this is still a good team, but they're certainly not in a position that they're going to be. You know, at least right now, it should be expected to be up there at the the top of the you know the SEC, the top of the Big Ten, the top of the the polls, you know, and then that's perfectly fine, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't, I don't expect to be a preseason number one. I yeah. even as the defending champs, I don't expect to be a preseason number one. I don't expect to be anywhere really near the top five. I think, I think that the AP voters are going to put this team probably around ten. If I'm being honest, when we get to that point, the coaches' poll is probably going to put this team around ten when we get to that point. Um, 
the biggest thing is it, it's really predicated upon the the moves that are made and how how everything starts to shape up offensively and defensively for the team. I mean, if it's a yeah. if if it's a bum ass hire, I mean, no no offense, I, I don't want to go get a guy like Alex Grinch or anybody like that. So I I don't know what yeah. the moves are going to be. Um, it's it's hard to know what's out there and what's being pursued. And it's hard to know if this team – I think this team's going to stay physical the way they have been. I, I think that's Sharon's mentality as, as a yes. former offensive lineman. Yeah. But I think this offense is going to look a little different. I think there is going to be a, a feeling of necessity to utilize wide receivers a little more. So I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the right moves are going to be. It's it's so hard to say. Again, the, the culture of our yeah. world is ever-changing as it is. So um, – it changes by the minute. It yeah. feels like anymore. Very rapid. And, and the thing about it is, is that, and, and I know that I'm not, you know, qualified enough to give an opinion on this. And so I'm, I'm really going to pose this as a thought process for Tyler. You, you've talked about expecting a bit of a step back and still knowing that there is talent on this team. At what point do you think that the, you know, is this, you know, which with Sharon taking over as head coach, this is not a situation that you would think would be similar to Zach Arnett at Mississippi state. What would the record have to be in order for Michigan to decide, okay, we gave, you know, that was just the best thing at the time as we were getting so close to signing day to have stability in place, at least for this season. Now let's go get our guy for multiple years or is this going to be, you know, Sharon's gig for at least two or three seasons? Let him try to build something up. At what point would it have to be, you know, would they have to be falling below in order for Michigan to be making another change, do you think? Um, I'll tell you what I would do or how I would play it. There are. Do you mind? God's <laughs> sakes. She trying to um, get your attention. No, she's scratch. She's trying to scratch, but she's like hitting the wall. So it's yeah, it sounded up. like it knock on the the yeah. wall or knock on the door. Yeah, but so this is just this is the way I would play it. Now I I can't speak for the guy who's destroyed our basketball program already uh, in his short time in the at the university. And I'm not talking just about Jawan Howard. Um, I'm actually talking about somebody a little higher. Yeah, and that's about what he has to be on to be making some of the decisions, right? I think that if I were doing it, anything that misses the playoffs is probably as low as you can get, you can let it be. But even if the even if this team makes the playoffs, you got to look at the quality of the team that's on the field and not just the fact that, Oh yeah, you're, you're squeaking by, but you know, you made the playoffs. If this team's not in comfortable positions, the way they were the last few years and games, they should be winning. Mm -hmm. And if this seems not competitive in their bigger games, I think that's where it changes. I think that's where it needs to change. I'm not saying that every game needs to be a one score game, that we lose and every we need to win every game by two plus scores. It just needs to be 
I need to see the fact that this doesn't change the identity of the program. Um, that's the big thing. I, I need to see that this doesn't take the program a step back as a whole uh, as, with the on-field product. Insert and, Bart Simpson run the damn ball meme here. Not even that. Just don't not not just run the ball, but you you got to find ways to make everything work. My biggest criticism of the Jim Harbaugh era was that we didn't utilize wide receivers enough. We focused way too much on the run game over the last mm -hmm. three years, and it truly did hurt our quarterbacks because we don't have talented wide receivers. This is not a team of good wide receivers. This is a team of wide receivers who are serviceable at best, and they help when the run game's at their best. Good tight ends, it's though. Beyond good tight ends, in my mm -hmm. opinion, but yeah. that's not... Tight ends aren't winning you football games as much yeah. as I would love for them to be. Yeah. Um, the things that have won this Michigan team football games over the last three years is is a very solid run game, very solid at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and some pretty solid quarterbacks. And we don't know what we're getting a quarterback this coming year with Alex Orgy yeah. or Davis Warren or Jaden Davis. I don't, who knows? Yeah. There's a lot of things that need to be seen starting in September and honestly starting starting in April when spring practice and spring um, spring game is yeah. it's it's gonna be interesting and, and while I kind of agree with you there's no such thing as running the ball too much but there is such thing as not having not putting your team in a successful position when you need to throw the ball you, you unfortunately, we're not in an era where you can run the ball three straight times and on every single play and be extremely successful. I mean, we saw this team do it as an outlier, you know, 34 times against Penn State and be pretty successful the whole way through. But that's not going to happen every single game. That's not going to happen every single year. So yeah. you need to, you got to find a way to get that talent outside. Um, because just as much as a good run game kills, the speed still kills too, uh, especially in the pass game. Those things are necessity, I think. Um, but I don't know. I, I really have no idea what the mindset of the program is right now, especially the, the athletic director, um, Ward Manuel. I, have, I, <laughs> I would love to know, uh, but I don't know what his mindset is. Yeah. I don't think he even knows what it is. That is true. It's not that I'm. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I, I'm not. I'm not I don't arguing. know. So I just need to see improvement outside. Sounds sounds pretty spoiled to me. What do you think, Cam? Oh, we were we're doing the thing that we get success with too much. We need to do the thing that we're not getting as much success with more. Why weren't we having um, success with shitty wide receivers? I know. I'm just busting your chops. Yeah, it's it's not working right now. It's going to piss me off. This this team is much is much more capable. This university is much more capable of recruiting better wide receivers. Why it's not happening is because this the wide receivers don't want to come and play second fiddle to a run game. And they don't have to, okay? You can, you can come out here and run a play action pass on first down. Because your run game's been busting everybody's ass all, all, all year. It doesn't have to be come out, run the ball twice, and if you're in a passing situation, okay, fine, we'll throw it. Like, it doesn't need to just be like that. You can work off of both and do really well doing it. And I think it's going to have to happen with Alex Orgy. 
I think it's borderline necessity with Alex Orgy at the helm. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pressing for something a little more because I think it's going to be a lot more necessary. Okay. Not- I understand. Punching a hole in every single thing I say is not going to help here. Like, I, I – it's not big name that. wide receivers, better wide it's, receivers. I don't care. Okay. Anything even, that helps the yeah. fucking team win games when you get your back against the wall. Nobody guarantees that this team next year is going to have an offensive line like they've had the last four years. Nothing guarantees it. So, yes, there are other things I would like to see. Sorry that it doesn't appease everybody's opinion. I want specifics within this program. I, I look. I'm I'm borderline done. It is what it is. Just gonna move on. Any other thoughts? I think it's a good move for for what they're you know kind of wanting to have in place for this year and potentially beyond. I don't think it's gonna be a huge drop off. I think what you're kind of setting your floor as is a, is a playoff team with you know, no more than, than two losses given the schedule and, and the toughness of, of the non-conference games. I, I think you're in really good shape. So I, I think that this is going to be just fine. And, and we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about the carousel and, and giving some grades on it, uh, you know, here in, in just a moment, but we'll, we'll see. And, and maybe one of those things that we'll come back and, and reevaluate here in a couple of years. I mean, we, We've done that before, and and you know certainly we're we're kind of guessing as to what we think is going to happen. But and they're 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 still talent on this team. They are losing quite a bit, but you know they reached the top, and that was the ultimate mission. So now the next step is how do you build upon from that? And you're right; it is to improve the shortcomings and the deficiencies on the team that. Yeah even as good as they were to win it all, that can still be better. Yeah, yeah There's always room to improve, and I'm always going to point out the places where there needs to be improvement, and that is the biggest spot for me. I, look, this this university should have no problem with NIL. Um, truth be told, this university shouldn't have any problems with academics at this point, if I'm being honest. Um, it, it's... It just gets to be – I guess to a point where there's no more excuses for why things are the way they are and in the yeah. world of the sports in right now. To be competitive, you have you almost have to utilize it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that these teams that are going out and, and paying all this money uh, to get players in are going to be as successful based off of the fact that I think there is going to be chemistry problems with these teams. Um, I I think there are going to be issues compared to guys who are brought in and and built up from a very good staff and and very good um, ideologies. But if you can get guys that come in and and are capable of doing different things that are more versatile, like I'm not saying this team needed a Ronnie Bell last year, but – when Tyler Morris was playing, he was as close to that as we got. Yeah. I mean. You would have liked to have had him. I would have liked for him to have been on the field more. Yeah. 
You know, they're like same with with uh, what's his face that went to Oklahoma too. Andrew Anthony, yeah. yeah Andrew I mean, that's the whole reason yeah. he left was because he wasn't getting playing time. I and mean, we, we lost two yeah. guys who could have been playmakers for this offense. Mm-hmm. If they had, if, not just if they had stayed, but, you know, or, well, if Anthony had stayed and, and uh, Morris would have played more, mm-hmm. but we just, we didn't utilize them properly. And I think that's my point of frustration is because there's a lot more in this offense than just running the football. And people don't understand yeah. that. But people don't understand that because it was never displayed. And and that's what's frustrating to me is because everybody's like, some of the wide receivers were bad. Like Darius Clemens didn't come to fruition. He's in the portal now. Um, Giles Jackson a few years ago didn't didn't play very well, transferred to Washington, and, well, <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, there's been guys who have been who have been underutilized. I mean, I would give anything to go back to the early Harbaugh days when we have uh, Jehu Chesson and uh, Mara Darbo out there on the field. I would give anything to have those two guys or two guys similar to that, yeah. and then and then our tight ends that we have now. Yeah. I mean, that those are the guys I'm talking about. Those are the wide receivers I want. I don't. Do I you don't need, need a Marvin Xavier Harrison? Worthy? Do I need Marvin Harrison? No, because no. I don't think the team actually needs either of those guys. But I'd love to get a couple of sure-handed wide receivers and guys who are capable of making plays and let this offense work at its at its complete best game in and game out because it wasn't there all year. Yeah. I mean, it was it was hit or miss on one in one form or the other, whether it was JJ McCarthy making mistakes like the bowling green game. I think that game could have been way better. Um you know, the Penn State game, McCarthy wasn't really healthy, but, you know, there were also games where the wide receivers just were not playing well. And the, and the best guy was Roman Wilson, who was extremely yeah. good throughout the year, the most dependable guy. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love that, Roman Wilson, in my opinion, should be a number two and, and works best as the number two behind a guy like Ronnie Bell, behind what – we could have had if we got, had a guy that reminded me of Jay Hughes and or if Tyler Morris got more playing time. You know, it, there just weren't many guys who were complimentary of the wide receiver position to Roman Wilson. The tight ends were good. Uh, don't get me wrong there. Those were easily the guys that I think had the best years. But it's just that little bit. You know what I mean? It, that thing could be the difference in this team going back to back or or not. Because yeah. the defense is going to be just fine next year. The defense is going to be just as good as they have been. The offense is my concern, and I think that it's going to require being able to to go go with the long ball a little bit, yeah. at least once in a while, because we didn't utilize that to its ability last year. Whether it was on like the best opportunities we ever got for for the deep ball were flea flickers. That doesn't yeah. work, no. <laughs> you know. Like that's not going to work game in and game out. No, the the halfback passes are not going to work game in game out. Uh, whatever the hell we saw in the in the game where McCarthy had to make an over the shoulder one handed catch against Bama and then throw it downfield, that's not going to happen. You know, it's no. not going to work that way. So being able Especially to move the ball downfield through down the air, it. it and not every single play. This this doesn't need to turn into, you know, this doesn't need to look like Oregon, USC, you know, name your team. It doesn't need to be 2015 Washington, Texas yeah. Tech with Patrick Mahomes. 
and I just Oklahoma want would, would I just want it to be honest. more natural. Getting being able to expand the field, go down the field with the passing game, yeah, rather than utilizing what I would consider to be trick plays or, or deceptive plays to be able to do it because it's it's not going to be those aren't consistent. They don't. I mean, we saw Blake Corum screw up the pitch back on the flea flicker. Uh, I think that was also in a Bama game. It was. When, yeah. And McCarthy just yeah. had to fall on it. Yeah. That's that's why I want that. That's why that's my my focus is to see this team get guys outside who can push the ball down the field, make the plays in the short game, can make plays in the open field, because it takes a little bit of that pressure off of the of the running backs. Because I don't know who we're gonna have at running back, but if it's Donovan Edwards, I have a a very bad feeling that it's not going to go the way that people think it's going to. Um if it's Cole Cabana, I'm way more confident. And if for some reason um, Jordan Marshall comes in and is even better, then I'm way less concerned. Yeah. But there are a lot of, like, I have contingencies of keeping things going in the right direction rather than letting them come back. And, again, I just think that in able to get things continue pushing forward, continue this team improving getting some guys on on the edge who can make plays is going to be a huge huge help not just in 2024 but even beyond i mean when you have to worry about both and when you're not stacking the box every every play it it tends to you know yeah yeah it tends to become a very dangerous football team and that's why george has been so successful because they've had quarterbacks who can make those throws Mm -hmm. and receivers receivers who can get open Mm-hmm. We haven't had that, so yeah, that's why. And, and that's plain and simple. That's why I'm, and that's why I'm as passionate about it because it, it's this is not a re- a thing that's going to be easy to replicate going forward. I think that we had three years of the best offensive line play that we've had ever, um, and. I think we're coming off of three years of the best defensive coordinating jobs we've ever had. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, we've had great defensive players, but we've never had three years with just what Fantastic I would consider pure terror of, uh, yeah. on defense between the scheme and players yeah. and just, just all of the above. Yeah. So. It's going to be hard to replicate going forward if you don't build a little bit more all around the field. With that said, we'll go ahead and push on from that. And let's go ahead and discuss these college football coaching hires and give them some grades. And we'll go ahead and start with Sharon Moore. And I'll go ahead and just give my grades since I just got done talking about that. I'm going to go with a B. I think this is solid. I think it's going to stay successful. I really do. I just don't know how it's going to affect this program and in what way. I'm choosing to stay positive and say that it takes it in a positive direction, but it might, it could not do that either. So we'll see. Yeah, that's right where I have it as well. I have it as B because 
when you think about where this program is and, and what they need for right now, I think that Sharon Moore was probably the best candidate out of the, you know, the ones that had any kind of, you know, thought that made them make sense. Obviously there were a lot of names that were thrown out there. Urban Meyer, Ed Orgeron, you know, uh, Billy Belichick was even mentioned from what I heard and Nick Saban, Neil Brown, maybe, uh, you know, I, I even heard Brian Kelly and I just don't think there was really any credibility. I think as soon as the, as, as soon as we saw how they looked at the end of the year, when Harbaugh was, uh, was suspended the last three games and they kept humming, I think that pretty much the decision was made that if Harbaugh left, it was going to be similar to the Jerron Mayo situation at, uh, with the New England Patriots that, Sharon Moore was going to be the guy if, if, if Harbaugh left. Um, and, and I think that's what, you know, I think that's what they need. We'll obviously be able to look back and say, you know, one way or the other on if this was the right move or not in a couple of years. But for right now, I'm, I'm, I think this is the best candidate for the job. I'm going to give it a B cam. And not just that, like, it's big what Michigan has been built into. And so as a way to help continue that, have a little continuity in an mm-hmm. unknown time, like yeah. that is a big move as well. Yeah. And so I've got to, I, I've got to be as well. All right. Ken Niamatololo. At San Jose State. Now, more research I do into this, it's not going to be a pure triple option offense. It's probably going to utilize a little bit of it, but it's not going to be completely like that. Um, it really seems as though he's kind of taken a, a little bit of what he's learned from Chip Kelly at UCLA last year. Mm-hmm. Just hard to say what it's actually going to look like on the field. I'm, I'm going to go with a C. Don't know until we know. Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainties. This could be a really good A-quality hire, or this could be a one that we're like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best idea that they had. It's tough to say, so I've, I've got to split the difference right now and just give it a flat C until we know more. Yeah, it's a C until we know more. All right, hang on just a second. Sorry, I'm looking for one thing. All right. Moving on. Pete Limbo, special teams coordinator at South Carolina, now the head coach at Buffalo. Mm. Um I'm going to go with a B minus. I think this is actually a, a good pickup for Buffalo. He's, he's a very smart, smart coach. The problem I have is that his uh, he's had success at the MAC level before at Ball State. So I, I think there's going to be some success going forward. It's just I still have some. Hesitations uh, because his his 
most of his head coaching experience is uh, Lehigh, Elon, and Ball State. So, yeah, I was about to say yeah. what the FCS or or lower ranks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little concerned about this one too. I think this could work out pretty well, but I think that there's there's a you know what what is the what is going to be the highest that he can achieve in the MAC with with Buffalo and and I mean the the talent that they've had. Hopefully, he'll be able to to improve upon that the last couple of years because they've been more talented than their record has uh, indicated. But I, I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and say C plus for right now. Yeah, I've got a C plus as well, just because there are plenty of times where it's like it's a good football minded who comes from more of a special team coordinator role. Like he has had some success, but it's been at lower levels. And so I don't well, not really. I mean, yeah. ball state's the exact same level and he had two nine win seasons there. So mm-hmm. just need to show something in the postseason if they get back to a bowl yeah. game. Yeah. Major Applewhite is the new head coach of South Alabama, replacing Kane Womack, who went over to Tuscaloosa to be the new DC. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's been a coach before, honestly. Houston. That's Houston. what I thought. I yeah. thought he was he was what just before Dana, right? Or uh, yeah, he was the one just before yeah. Dana. Uh he, he was the one that got fired after they allowed Army to put up seventy uh in the armed forces bowl against them a few years ago. That happened to be in attendance at. Um, no. um so I'm gonna go with the F. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, hey, South Alabama. Hey, he's and, been and, around this program a good amount though throughout his career. I'm actually going to give this a, a B minus as well. I just, I think there will be success here at this program. Well, I mean, giving up 70 to Army, now coaching at USA, you can't say this man is not patriotic, at least as a head coach. Right. Um, so I, I think that it's going to be a really good move. I think that spending the last couple of years kind of, you know, get it, getting to that point where he could get another shot. I think this, this is going to be, you know, a move that South Alabama is going to be just fine. Uh, you said B minus. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, I I've got a B minus as well. Like I think that him going back to a coordinator role for a few years and going with a program that he's very familiar with the area is a good move. So B minus. Brent Brennan goes to Arizona State and uh, Arizona. Arizona. Don't compare us to those bastards. Sorry, I was reading San Jose State and said Arizona <laughs> State. So goes to Arizona, uh, but at San Jose State he was thirty-four and forty-eight. Uh, his best season was seven and one, but that was the COVID year uh, mm-hmm. where they finished top twenty-five. I'm I'm going to go with a D plus. I don't really. I think I like this a whole lot. Uh, now he does get a, a little bit more of a wealth of talent at Arizona, but um, yeah. comparatively speaking, I don't think it's really that much different in terms of talent to conference ratio. Yeah, I, I think that the the talent that was there that is that he was able to convince to to stay as opposed to following uh, Fish to Washington is is probably going to be the best thing going for him. Oh, they I had to know. convince him. I think they were already dead set on staying. They were dead set on staying before he before he was announced as a hire. Yeah. So it really wasn't like he did a whole lot. It was no. it was just these guys are like, yeah, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this thing that everybody else does when their coach leaves and, and up yeah. and leave too. 
Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it could turn into a, a mistake for those kids. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I think that th- this this is probably, you know, their best chance at some success this year. And then it'll just be interesting to see how he's able to build upon that, if he's able to to keep the recruits coming in at that good level that Fish was able to, you know, lay the foundation and, and build this Arizona team up to. I'm going to say I'm going to go f- just a flat C because I think this could be a really good move. But it can absolutely backfire for Arizona in a big way. Yeah, I've got this, it as a C as well. Yeah, like, this is going to take multiple years to fully give a good grade for. Yeah, for sure. Like this is one of those that's going to be like look back in five years and you'll know if it's closer to like a D minus or if it's going to be a A or a B grade. Um. I, I've got it as a very, very much so a C, like split f- as close to down the middle as possible. Sorry, I'm messing with the dog. <laughs> Not paying attention as per usual. No. no. Uh, Jetfish at Washington, I'm going to uh, try to make it somewhat quick. We've talked enough about these next three. Um, is really necessary. So Jetfish, I, I'm going to go with the B plus. I, I like the higher. I think it's going to be a. Uh, it may take a year to get back to the level that they were at in terms of what they're putting on the field. But I, I think if there's anybody who's going to lead Washington into the Big Ten and be able to really compete, I think I think Fish can. I mean, it, mm-hmm. he leads a relatively physical program uh, at least that's what he was doing at arizona prior yeah. to coming up mm-hmm. up to washington and if you can do that at arizona if you can do that at washington especially with the ability to recruit and you know you can always sell the pitch of the view from the stadium i mean that's that's for sure yeah um, yeah you can get yourself some really solid guys in there and and become a really physical football team they could be a real player in the big 10 so yeah um i'll go ahead and give this one a again a b plus yeah i'm right there with you i think this is going to be a really good move for washington i don't think this is going to be anything like the jimmy lake year uh in 2021 that that led to the hiring of DeBoer. i think that this is going to be you know you might have a bump in the road but then i think the road is going to keep going down the same highway that uh washington was on the last couple of years with with canlin as head coach i'm, I'm going to say b plus as well yeah it's a b plus as well for me like i think it was a very good hire um like like what we had talked about before shocked you didn't just give it an a <laughs> this is an arizona coach leaving <laughs> Um, I thought about it. Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. This might be controversial. Let's see, I can respect what he is as a head coach. I think he's, I think he's an extremely smart head coach. I don't think that he's going to be able to carry on the success that Nick Saban had over the last decade and a half. That doesn't mean it's not going to be close. I just don't think he does. And when you're the guy that has to follow up the guy, it typically ends up going south. 
I don't know what he's going to be able to do recruiting on the recruiting trail at all. Um, it seems as though it hasn't catastrophically fallen apart, but it, it's definitely not looking quite as good as it as it was. Uh, they've lost a couple of recruits over the course of this transition period. They've lost a bunch of players, uh, a lot of key players. I just have a hard time believing that this is going to go very far because it, it what he was doing at Washington isn't going to work at Alabama. And if he tries to do it at Alabama, Alabama is going to be set back tremendously and they're going to look like Mississippi state in five years. So I don't know. I just don't see it working out. I, that doesn't take away from him being a great coach. Like, don't get me wrong. He, he does do a great job. He's just not in the conference to be successful. In my opinion, I'll gladly eat that if it fails. Gladly. But I'm going to go to see. I think there's a lot of concern with this hire because the board has never had to recruit in the Southeast. And I, I get that there is some fears, but also to, you know, play counterpoint here. What, what do you have to do to recruit when you're the head coach of Alabama? Like, Hey, come to Alabama. Alabama wants you. That well, usually, hey, that, what that, does anybody other than Nick Saban and Bear Bryant have to do when they're the head coach of Alabama to recruit? Do, do we not remember those days? Very much I mean, so. Look at the entirety of the time in between those two. I get it. But also you look at after Bear Bryant retired, they didn't fall off, you know, like immediately overnight. I, I no it wasn't. Shit. It's still their players, but exactly. there also wasn't a transfer portal when Bear Bryant left, dude. True. Is it in the 70s? And no. This is 2024. So it was they've the lost 80s, Caleb Downs. The they've lost uh, kid just went Parker. to Texas. Oh, they lost two oh. guys, two or oh, three yeah. guys to Texas already. Yeah. They, um, they've been, well, Nye Black and then. Nye Black, uh, yeah. Receiver, right? Yeah. Just uh, made the catch against Auburn. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, they just lost these guys. And the thing is, I don't think that it's fully over. I mean, let, let's wait until we get to the spring and see what happens. Yeah. I, I don't – this isn't – again, this isn't the 70s. He's still going to have a, a good portion of the crop that Nick Saban brought in, but what happens yeah. after that? Look forward more than just two years because these two years aren't going to make his career. He's not going to be safe just because he goes 10-2 and two and 10-2 and two over the 2024 and 2025 seasons. Oh, absolutely. I know. Because as soon as that drops below nine wins, there's going to be a year. I'm just telling you. And if there's not, well, then I'll take my crow and to go. Um, I just think it's not going to work. And then he's going to find a job somewhere else, and it is going to work. And you're going to be like, oh, how is that possible? Well, because it's going to be the Big 12, <laughs> and – that offense and that style works there. It doesn't work in the SEC for 12 games. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that. No, I, I understand. And that's, and like I said, I mean, I, I get it. I, I'm just, I was playing, you know, point counterpoint because it, it is one of those things that, you know, you, you take that for granted. I, I am really interested to see the level of recruiting that DeBoer does there. I think he'll be able to keep it at a good, healthy 
respectable clip for what Alabama fans are hoping. I'm I'm interested to see. Okay, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you I, not realize I, what those spoiled assholes think and expect? Hey, I, I, I have, wins is a failure, dude. They're gonna no, freak I, out. I understand. They're gonna freak understand. out, and they're gonna get burst rounded, and they're gonna lose their fucking shit. And you will be here for it. We'll all be here for it. And I understand. Well, I'll, you know, I'll be here for it. <laughs> I'll be glad. But I'm just saying I, that's I, what's gonna happen. Oh, they're not gonna just sit here and accept. But I also, I also don't. Yeah, I also don't think he's gone after two or three years unless he he gets something else and he's tired of the gets, pressure. No, stress. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get fired for those. But it no. it is going to be. It, it is going to eventually become a problem. On, I, on all yeah, fronts. I understand. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say B. I'm as all the long winded approach. I think this is a fine move for now. It's very likely that it could go the way that Tyler sees it. It's also possible that with his proven track record and success that he's had, if anybody can be the guy that falls the guy and not have to deal with the, you know, the, the immediate drop off or the, you know, the sustained drop off or be able to weather it at least, I think it could be Kalen DeBoer. I'm going to say B. Yeah. I'm with BJ here. Like I've kind of felt like this is kind of, this the safest possible option well this wasn't choice one for them obviously and and that you know is why it's mm-hmm. probably not the slam dunk that everybody wants it to be but you know yeah i don't believe it, this is the safest option no at all i think the safest, o- probably... the safest option of what they got turned down from was landing yeah mm-hmm. landing is the only option that carries yeah, on the success yearly yeah. Uh, short of Lanning, Sark, Kiffin, Norvell, Dabo. Yeah, I guess you get DeBoer. Uh, yeah. Well, they didn't want Dabo. I know. But I guess you get DeBoer down there, you know, at number five. Dabo yeah. would have been a but, clear step back. But yeah, I, I, I think Lanning is the only guy who carries on that success forward with no, with no breaks whatsoever. Norvell yeah. probably does, but I, I think Lanning, you know, we're talking about mm-hmm. 15 years of Saban mm-hmm. and we get 15 years of Lanning. Probably closer to twenty. Uh, yeah, that would be a problem, and it would be harder to hate <laughs> Alabama because I like Dan Landing. So, yeah, I'd be a yeah. Thank God that didn't happen, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just Oregon instead. Anyways, uh, Texas A&M got Mike Elko. We talked about this a lot during the season, so just really quick. Uh, I'm I'm going to also give this one a, a B plus, uh, much similar to what I gave for Jed Fish at Washington. I think this is a really good hire. I think that what he's going to be able to do already knowing the program, already knowing how he wants to build it, because he just did it at Duke. And guess what? If you can do that at Duke, you're doing it anywhere. Yeah. Therefore, B plus. Mike Elko is going to be a success. Um Dare I say, Texas A&M wins a natty with Mike Elko? Very bold. Very bold. Twenty twenty four, just in general. No, yeah, I like it. I like this move a lot. I think that after you know, kind of the immediate outcry of of what uh, you know was rumored with with uh, Mark Stoops, but and all the boo hooing that went on. I, I when we we talked about if there was anybody, there's that, a fan base that should be boohooing right now. It's the one we just talked about, not these guys. Okay, <laughs> they don't have any room to cry about nothing. 
it, you know, the, that's the thing about this is that we talked about it at the time that this was the only realistic choice we saw after he left to go to Duke. If he had success there, which he did, I think we even mentioned it back before the 2021 season. If he found success there, which he did, and Jimbo was ever replaced or left for another job for whatever reason, this was the guy. And so it shouldn't be that big of a surprise to everybody. I think this is going to be a really good move. I think this is going to be one that, you know, doesn't take nearly as long to get them off the ground and, and get going. I'm, I'm going to hey, say a minus. strategy move was. Yeah. Coming over to the Carolinas and getting some experience over here. Getting your name on the poten- map over potentially here. some recruiting in the Carolinas, yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that oh, was yeah. that was helpful. A minus. Yeah, I've got this one as an A minus as well. Like this was a great move for A and M. Yeah. Let's talk about more. Uh, more controversy. Um, it's not just because of who he's for. Uh, this is Jonathan Smith at Michigan State. Um, I'm also going to give this a C plus. Here's why. Okay, everybody's excited about this hire. Oh, John- Jonathan Smith's going to bring Michigan State right back to Mark D'Antonio. You know, he's going to do just what he did at Oregon State. Why? Why do we believe that? Just because he did it at Oregon State. Let's realize that what he did at Oregon State was bring in a power run first offense. And you know why it worked? Because Pac 12 doesn't like that. They, yeah. They're not, they're, they don't, they can't handle look, that. Look at all the success that Utah found the last couple of exactly. years. Exactly. Why mm-hmm. is that successful in the Pac 12? Because those mm-hmm. teams can't depend it. Yeah. They, they're so used and they're so built. To face the West Coast running guns, air it out, air raid offenses, yeah. they are not. They just aren't prepared for that. So what happened was he came in, built up, got some really big offensive linemen, got a good running back, went to work with Bengal Branson of all people at quarterback, and, and it, it worked. Worked. <laughs> Guess what? Hey. You do that at Michigan State, you're still going eight and four. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh. Michigan State's going to the playoff every year now. No. They're, they're just right there in the game. As soon as he gets his guys in, it's right back in the game. Newsflash, buddy. That's not fucking working. That's not going to happen. No. And to assume that it's going to is a little ridiculous, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only team that was capable physically of, of hanging around, and it took some work, was Oregon. Utah State, or Utah's in there, too. Not Utah State. Sorry, Cam. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. Utah was in there, but that's they've always been that way. That's what Kyle Whittingham's had this team doing since he got there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, five. Oregon State hasn't been doing that forever. <laughs> you know, yeah. probably since the only, he was teams, the the only teams that were matching that physicality were Oregon, Oregon and Utah. Utah. And this year, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Nobody else matched that physicality. Yeah. In the Big Ten, guess who's going to match that physicality? Oh, a lot of them. Michigan, <laughs> Ohio State, Penn State, Rutgers, mm-hmm. after the, what they've been doing. Rutgers is on that list. The West. Um, yeah. The West is going to match it. Mm-hmm. Are the, but talent-wise, Michigan State may be better. Yeah. You know, that's where that changes. Yeah. And then Oregon. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough rebuild. I just – I have to give yeah. it a C. Okay. Well, so, with also- all that laid out. 
I'm I'm right there with you in all honesty. And also you could downgrade it even significantly for the fact that These Oregon State, State. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's at <laughs> Michigan State because job. it's it's not a passion project. I mean, he has no association to no. Michigan State like he did Oregon State since that's his alma mater. No, that was, was his. This school. was his jump ship, make money, and oh well, you guys don't have a conference anymore, so yeah. I have no reason to be here. Exactly. I don't. Um, I don't think this is going to cop out, dude. I think it's going to fail miserably. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I mean, well. I'm I'm not a fan of not it that I'm opposed, <laughs> but I I think that this I think this was one of those they they went for the you know the this uh, this could be, and I'll I'll be happy to be wrong because I don't have skin in the game like you do in this you know this sort of thing. But this this could be Michigan State's rich rod that Michigan had after uh, 07. I I don't think it's going to be that bad, but you go with a. a you know, a flashy name that had success was building up something different style, of course, absolutely. But trying to do the the same old thing that everybody else is is not going to work. Like for the reasons that you exactly said, when the conference is built to defend it and and stop absolutely. it, as opposed to you know you being the lone man out doing something yeah. that the rest of the conference doesn't like. I, I'm right there with you. I think it's a C. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with a B minus. Like, I do think that he kind of, I think he does fit the mold that Michigan state needs for success though. Like more of what like, success? Development. like I make the playoffs every three to four years. Like you at Michigan state, you're not going to be the, you're not going to be the premier program in the Big 12. I mean, the Big 10. Damn, dude. Realignment's fucking <laughs> way faster than I knew. Um, <laughs> newsflash, okay? Just in case anybody else didn't know this. Uh, the last five, six years of Mark D'Antonio, actually, really, from, 20, from 2009 all the way to... 16? No, correction, 2010 all the way up to 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Michigan State would have been in the playoffs, I think, all but one year. Yeah. yeah. In the so, same era? Yeah. So, no, their goal is to be in that contention. They, mm-hmm. they believe that that's where they're going to get. That's why they made this higher. Yeah. Uh, well, that and they had no other choice. Um, but that's beside the point, you know. Well, if, if people wouldn't you know, record private phone calls they may not have had to make a different choice. Don't defend that, Scott. I'm not. I'm making a joke. Come on. I'm not allowed to make joke? No. Not that joke. Oh, oh, sorry. But anyways, I just don't see that one. uh, Jeff Levy at Mississippi State. We talked about these, uh, the rest of these, so we're just going to real quick give a grade. Uh, Jeff Levy at Mississippi State. I'm long-term... I'm going to go with a B. Short term, it's going to look really bad. But long term, I'm going to go B. Their, their schedule next year sucks, dude. I oh, can't. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go C+. Plus. B. All right. David Braun at Northwestern. Short term, long term. For what Northwestern is, A. A, Absolutely. 
Yeah. Hey. He matches it. He matches mm-hmm. what Pat Fitzgerald was just doing yep. and may do better. So, yeah. Looking forward to him. Fran Brown at Syracuse, recruiting wise, doing pretty good. Syracuse expectations, I'm going to go with the B. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, they don't have elevated expectations. The only way they can elevate the, the only their expectations. way he's, the only way Fran Brown's leaving is when he gets picked up by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I'm right there with you. B. B. Uh, Trent Bray uh, got promoted from within at Oregon State. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the C. I just because I don't know a whole lot about Trent Bray for one, and because I we really don't know what Oregon State's future is, so it's hard to no. pinpoint a specific a specific pattern or path going forward. He was the interim for Nebraska for one week, but he's never coached an FBS game. So this is uh, this is going to be really interesting. This could blow up in the face, or this could actually kind of be a you know calming presence in an uncertain, stable world out in Corvallis. I'm going to go flat C until we see otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's gotta be a C just because of all the uncertainty there. Kurt Signetti at Indiana, Indiana expectations. And what I think is going to happen, I, I think it's going to just be a, a B minus. I, I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to do everything that Indiana wants him to do. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna amount to any national scale yeah. year. It may amount to maybe one playoff run over his entire career. Who knows? But yeah, that's about it. It's gonna be tougher and tougher for teams like Indiana to to crack in to that level, even with the twelve team playoff. I think for what they're expecting and what they're hoping for, he can. You know, he can get them. Oh, he can. He can get them bowling. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so right I'll, I'll I'll go B plus. Okay. Yeah, it's a. I'll, I'll split the difference here. A B. Manny Diaz at Duke. Uh, a, honestly, uh, this keeps Duke in the fold, and it. You can't really complain when you get Manny Diaz anywhere. So yeah. I think that at Duke specifically, this is going to be really good. Carry on a. what Elko just did. Absolutely, an A for me as well. Yeah, an A as well. Sean Lewis at San Diego State, long-term. Hey, I love it. absolutely love it. Let let him get his guys in recruiting. Yeah, this is a this is a whole different football team, man. No longer are we talking about San Diego State punters <laughs> for good or bad reasons. <laughs> we, we, shouldn't, uh, but... we shouldn't have to, at least. Yeah, I like this move a lot. Um, this is going to be, I, I, I think at least, this could be a really good move. I'll, I'll go, go with, if I cannot have a stroke, I'll go with an A. Yeah, it's it's an A. Like it's a home run higher there. Willie Fritz at Tulane, from Tulane to Houston. Hey, really hey. excited, really excited for Fritz. This is probably the best G five candidate you could have gotten this cycle. It's going to be an A for me. Yeah, it's an A as well. Spencer Danielson of Boise State. Um, he was three and. Oh. One uh, with the loss to UCLA as the interim coach. Oh, okay. 
But even then, even in all that, well, I think he was actually officially the head coach three and one this season. He was officially the he was announced, head coach. but just this season in general, three and one. I'm gonna go with the B plus. I think this team can, will, and should be in contention for that playoff spot. Assuming the G five still gets one again, we don't really know what that layout looks like going yeah. forward. That will be news when we get that. That'll be definitely worth talking about. I, I'm gonna say B plus. I think that this was. I think he was a really good influence, and and hopefully he can build upon the success that they had at the end of the year and, and getting the uh, transfer Malachi Nelson in. I'm I'm really excited to see what they look like. They nearly nearly got a uh, you know vote as the top G five team on my uh, way too early top twenty five. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, but I, I got a B plus for them. Yeah, I've got a B plus as well. Scotty Walden at UTEP. Now, this is interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. He comes from Austin P, which is mm-hmm. not in Texas, if you didn't know. Um, no, that's the wrong Austin. Yeah. But he is from Texas, uh, has a lot of connections with high school coaches in the state of Texas. Look out for UTEP and the Conference USA. Uh, I think this is going to be a B at the end of the day. Um, but. It, it's just it may take some a couple of years to actually get some of that talent, get get some of that lower end talent in Texas in there, and lower end talent in Texas is still pretty good, so they'll be all right. The thing for for UTEP and and this is you know this is where we're going to have some questions is does he get as long of a leash as Dana Dimmel did uh, over there because you know he had the really good year in 2020, but it never felt like he could get them back up to that level. Or was it 2021? I should say, not not 2020. Um, but he never could quite get them back to that level. I, I think Ooh. that I think Scotty Walden could, uh, but he's going to have to get be given some time because they're not in the best of shape right now it, it, to build up to that point. He will need a few years. So I'm I'm going to say a B. I mean, Mike Price got how long at UTEP? He's got a long leash there. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm going to go with a B. All right. We'll rapid fire a few of these. All right. All right. Bryant Vincent. C U L M, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with C. C. Derek Mason, Middle Tennessee State. B because he's already coached in Tennessee, has some experience in this state. Yeah, this could be a really good move for the Blue Raiders. I'm gonna say B plus. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a B plus as well. Bronco Mendenhall. See, I, I just want to see how what his give a fuck level is <laughs> going into this before I really make any different decisions. Well, that's true, but also for what New Mexico's expectations are, this could be a really good move. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not say- doubting the yeah. end of the expectation. I'm just saying that, like right now, it's like, do you really care, or are you just doing yeah. this to collect a paycheck? That that's true. I'm going to say B minus. I'll choose to be a little bit more optimistic about him. I'm going to split the difference here and say a C plus just because it has potential, especially if New Mexico does stay patient. Like it, it does have potential to be a successful hire, but at the same time, we could see them get impatient and be like, Hey, yo, uh, you gone. Like 
you just never know with New Mexico. That's part of the wild card in and of itself. So yeah. I'm going to stick with a C plus. Jay Solville, carrying on the rapid fire tradition. I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with a C. I just say, hard to say how he carries forward uh, what Craig Bull was able to do. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's, it's a C for me until I'm proven otherwise. C until proven otherwise, yeah. Bob Chesney at JMU. Carrying on. B. I, I don't know. I, what you can do at Holy Cross compared to James Madison feels like two different ends of the sword here, so I don't... I was going to go B. I'm not going to get too overexcited like... CBS Sports has giving us an A plus. They've got two more years on their transition before they're bowl eligible, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I think you know once that period ends, we could see this be a really good move. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say B for right now. Yeah, it's a B. John Summerall mm-hmm. taking over at Tulane. I'm gonna go with an A. I, I love this. I, I've I loved it from the minute it started, and so I'm just gonna carry it on with the A. I'm right there with you. I think this is probably an, an underrated move because I don't. You, you talk about all the names that we've had in this cycle. Obviously, there's gonna be some that float to the top, but this is a really good move by uh, Tulane. I don't think they're really gonna drop too much in in terms of quality success in the American next year. I'm gonna say A. Yeah, I'm going to go with an A as well. Gerard Parker. Um, he's been around this program with Troy. Uh, he was there with uh, Neil Weed? Brown. Yeah. And he was there with John Sumrall. Um, I just think that he might be their next Chip Lindsay. <laughs> D. I'm not really a fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this is not as bad as it feels like it could be. I'm going to look at it a little bit more optimistically, and I'll say a C. I don't think they're going to fall off too drastically, but they might. Yeah, I'm going to go with a C as well. Then you fuckheads know how to pronounce this next one. Jeff Choate. Chody? Chody. <laughs> I don't know. Chode? <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> That's not if it. If it was that, they would have put a pronunciation. They would have said it. Yeah, I know. I don't think it was a D in there. Mm. Um, I, You know, he was good at, at Montana State. Had a couple playoff mm. appearances in the FCS level uh, in yeah. 2018 and 2019. It's Nevada. So the, yeah, for what they're expecting in Nevada... It might work out, but I mean, it can't get much worse than it has been the past couple of years. I mean, do we remember how good they were in 2021 and they were a Mountain West sleeper? Where did that go? That They fell off a cliff into the Canyon of Grand. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, now, that's now over in Fort Collins. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a C. Yeah, it, it's a C until proven otherwise. Like, I, I do think that this is probably the best move that they've made post post um, Norvell, but it, it's hard to say for certain. 
Tony Sanchez at New Mexico State. I, I don't see after uh, his great work at UNLV how this could possibly go any worse. Uh, I'm going to go with the D. I, I don't think this this just falls right back into mediocrity and garbage. And it's such Maybe a they'll shame. be in the irrelevant bowl. Yeah, it's such a shame based on what they had gotten the last couple of years with Jerry Kill. It felt like they were finally getting to that point where they were could truly build something in Las Cruces, but this is a big step back in my opinion. I'll go with a D minus. Yeah, they were they were building really, really good there under Kill and to see all that momentum just get zapped. I it, it sucks. Take care of yourself, though, Jerry Kill. Understandable why Absolutely. you didn't step yeah. down. Yeah. But it, it's definitely a D minus. Ah, fuck you. Entertain us. Give us the entertainment we asked for. No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> you All paid right. to do a job. Do the job, Dancing Monkey. All right. We'll talk about retained coaches here for a minute, okay? Okay. This will be fun. Neil Brown retained at West Virginia. Uh, I'm going to go with the B. I, I think that now that he's got things going in the direction he wanted them to go, it looks like kind of what was once like, okay, you got to get rid of this guy is now becoming, oh, they're actually a legit program now. So I'm, I'm excited. I look forward to what they bring to the table next year. I mean, they're my, they're my favorites early to win the big 12. So I'm, I'm excited. With the talent that they brought in, the way that he's finally gotten them built up with, you know, the emphasis on building up the foundation of the offensive and defensive lines, they're in a really good shape. The transfer portal, he's been aggressive and hitting it, trying to get a lot of these guys in that want to win and want to win immediately. This next year could be make or break. I think it's going to be make. You retained him. Let's extend him. Extend the ground. Trust the climb. I think this is going to be a B plus for me. Yeah, I've got it as a B as well. Like, lots of reasons to be optimistic. Lots Hint. of reasons for you to voice crack too. Yeah, apparently so. Something like that. Hey guys, you want to go play some baseball? Cam McDonough out here. <laughs> he has trouble with the snap. All right, oh, you're a no. piece of shit for that, dude. <laughs> You're gone. This is my show. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> hey, you opened the, the, Pandora's box for The it. funniest thing is that nobody's going to believe that Tyler didn't do that, even though it was me. I didn't do it, dude. <laughs> Everybody saw your hand on your fucking app board mouse or whatever the hell it is. It's just a touchpad. Whatever it works for it. you, too. <laughs> all right, let's 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 not get too all right, all right, stupid, all right. can we? All right. Rhett Lashley, SMU. Let's All rapid right. fire these. Go, go get on your knees. Give nah. them the A+. Plus. Let, let's on. rapid fire these because they are just retentions. Um, but Rhett Lashley was actually extended. Uh, but I'm going to go with a B. I think that he – I think he did a really good job, honestly. I, everybody was like, oh, he can't do it. Uh, Sonny Dykes didn't do it. Rhett Lashley sucks. Uh, one guy that was on this show at one point said, Rhett Lashley, he's not doing it. Well, they just won the American Athletic Conference Championship. They're going to the ACC for free uh, for a while. And 
I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm going to go with a B. I think this is an all right move. I mean, it was really, you know, it, it kind of looked like it was eh after the first year, but, you know, getting that foundation built up, they looked a lot better uh, with the offensive line in the running game. And if they can keep Preston Stone healthy, uh, you know, beyond the, the next last game of the year, uh, or the last game of the year, I should say, then this team could have done some really good things in not just the uh, American Athletic Championship game, which they did win even without him, but also in the Fiesta Bowl, which they would have been in. Uh, I'm going to say B+. Plus. Thank you for the rapid fire. You're welcome. B+. Plus. Yeah. B+. Okay. Plus. There's your rapid fire. Dave Aranda. F. Retained. D. F. I'm not, I'm not F. I think it's a little too late. I, I think I think D. it's fine. I, I'm gonna say F because like this is not the guy, and it's fine for me as a TCU fan. But if they want success, he needed to be gone this year. Yeah, He's coasting off of Matt Rule's recruits. Well, he was not anymore. <laughs> They've all transferred or done their own thing. So yeah, exactly. It's a D. All right. Gus on A. I mean, why wouldn't you retain retain him? Yeah, Maybe not more. just retained, but extended. Yeah. Uh yeah. 23-14 the last three years. I think that this is the guy you want in the Big Twelve. You know, they had some winnable games they lost this year, but no reason not to to extend them. I'm gonna say an A. And they were competitive all year last year too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like even they, with injuries, you know, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's an it's an A. Dan Lanning extended uh, a, a plus, a plus actually, a plus, a plus. No worries, and not to even. Uh, Jeff Monken extended through one twenty seven. Um, not a shocker. I mean, that's an A. Yeah, A for me as well. He's a really a good guy, a. doing a lot of great things. For a him. for Beat Army. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Sam Pittman retained. Wow. D. F. D as well. Uh, you, you should never have extended this guy or retained no. this guy. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Greg Schiano. I'm going to go with an A, honestly. The extension like through 2030. I'm giving this an A. I, I'm super excited because he's bringing this yeah. program into some real relevancy i think going yeah. forward and the thing about it is, yeah. is you can't just look at his record because they've been in the toughest division in college football all of his time the second stint the first year he the first time around he had really good track record and really good record because they were in the big east and the talent level which you know was still really good not quite the same as what we've got now i, I like this move i'm gonna say hey yeah yeah it's an easy a like I really like what Chiano's doing there at Rutgers. All right. Well, that'll wrap that up, I guess. And that'll wrap us up tonight. Not bad for an no. hour 15 of a makeshift show. <laughs> um, we'll be back anytime, on Yeah, I was just saying, anytime we'll we grade we'll stuff. Be it. Uh, let's just plan for it. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll be back when we're back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll make sure to let you Put the know. notifications on, then you'll actually know. You'll get it a should, should be Should be Wednesday. But with that said, we'll, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good evening.